Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions podcast. It's been a while. I mean, not that not that long. Just two weeks. Yeah, uh, we missed last week. I we forgot. did miss last week. Um, we're away for Sergi's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went down to Portland. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just turned into like an annual Sergi's birthday celebration. For some reason, out of all of us, he gets a trip out of town with six <laughs> other people. Um, which is, I mean, great. I'm not mad. It's fun. Uh, but I yeah, mean, it was, it, it actually started to give some reference. It didn't start with my birthday. It, it started did. with, no, the first one we went was to Rainier. That was for fun. And we chose on, your the weekend, on my birthday. Right. But the second one, when we went to Portland was because we needed to do a mere work day trip. <laughs> no. and we yes we did <laughs> okay guys i can't stand behind this yeah okay that was a mirror workday trip but it was in it was conjunction two days before my birthday and then we birthday. celebrated my so, birthday and we tagged it along in conjunction but. with your birthday so Fair. yeah so that's what we did this uh last week honestly it was probably the most restful thing i've done in a while i was there for like six days in down oh, in yeah. portland and honestly, I drove back into Bellingham. I remember driving in like the last like five, 10 exits. I felt like I was gone for like literally a month straight. I felt like I actually moved to Portland for a second. It was this weird feeling mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh, I'm just coming back to visit Bellingham. And this feels so nostalgic, like just driving back to visit. But it wasn't a visit. I'm just back for good. So it actually felt like a like an extended nice trip. But anyways, we're going to talk about our experience down in Portland, all the cafes we went to, all the brewing that we did. Um, it was delightful. I was I was pretty pumped about the trip. So Nice. Yeah. Well, here's that sip. Uh, it was decent uh, grind size. I don't know. The bed looked very, very clean. Too clean. Too clean? You know, after watching that one Lance video, I think we're going to have to switch to the cone. No, we've <laughs> tried the cone on the Breville at this. Yeah. I would disagree with Lance. Whoa, I'd, hot take. I don't like the... I, to be, well, all of our experiences with the cone haven't been really great. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe we just need to actually mess around with it a little right. bit. Um but so so yeah, I don't know. But also, I'm I'm very curious to buy the spray head, the pour oh, over really? spray head, um, for Breville. And I wonder what would happen if you used the pour over spray head, but used the classic basket. Mm. You know. So I, I don't I don't know. I want I want to pick up the spray yeah. head and see see what that. Um, but. We yeah. need to get we need to get Scott to make a Scott uh, yeah it's UFO a UFO spray head for the Bravo. <laughs> We're drinking an Ethiopian coffee. It's a uh, limited oxygen, probably an anaerobic. Then that means I don't know. I think a limited oxygen means anaerobic. Um, I think that's what it is. Um, it's from. It's actually down from in Portland. Yeah. We picked up this coffee uh, during the trip, mm-hmm. and we actually met this guy oh, yeah. um, at a coffee event that we went to, which we'll talk about later on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we met the guy. He's like, hey, you guys should stop by uh, the cafe. And he just joined their team about a couple months ago um, as their, I think it was their green coffee buyer or director of coffee. I don't know. Um, roaster. 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, he was messing with the roaster. I saw. <laughs> so he was clicking the buttons. He was standing <laughs> by it. I saw him wipe it off too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe he's in charge of maintenance. <laughs> don't know, oh, dude. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, that was great. Um, so yeah, this was actually from Upper Left Coffee Roasters, mm-hmm. um, which I've been there uh, a handful of times before that. Sergi, it was your first time. Yes. Um, but before we dive into that, this is an Ethiopian coffee from them. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's great. I mean, not the most bonkers coffee I've ever had. It's solid yeah. Ethiopian coffee. Yeah, That's solid Ethiopian. Yeah. yeah, it definitely has that Ethiopian esque. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd say if I taste much of that limited oxygen processing. I would yeah. expect it to be way more boozy, but mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's 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 solid. Great. Yeah. Mhm. Getting yeah. some florals, like a it's a like a very classic Ethiopian. Yeah, it's just super pop. classic. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I'm not I mean, surprised. I'm not amazed, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's and it, there is right? something special about yeah. coffees that you just can enjoy. That's it. So, yeah. So one of the cafes we went to was Upper Left Coffee Roasters. Mm-hmm. What was your experience like? It was your first time there. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Man, I that really ties into our experience at uh, Sister Coffee. Right, right. You know, um, but I would say without any connection, like the entrance, I love the entrance, just the skylight, yeah. the width of the entrance. Um, kind of feels like you're walking into a palace, which is yeah. pretty cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, like yeah. Just first experience walking in. I think that was great. Um, again, like their whole customer service aspect was excellent. And I don't know if it was because we already knew someone there or yeah, what, you know, right, you sometimes right. get special treatment, but that was <laughs> yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is in all reality, full transparency here. They forgot my pastries. Like they did. They did. Did you, did you yeah. end up getting them though? I did. Okay. And that's good, what I was going to say. Good. They recovered really well because nice. I know what it feels like to be on host and forgetting someone's pastries you just got to recover well it happens happens. (laughs) yeah exactly yes have you worked behind the ball or at all then you must know what that feels like that's that's fine you just recover well (laughs) (laughs) um but in the recovery was great uh they killed it deja said it was like one of her favorite meals what um because she got that toast her toast did yeah she said the toast was just excellent i can't believe it was one of on her top favorite uh, meals in Portland, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very memorable. Yeah. Um, but that also, when, when it comes to top favorite meals, I mean, we got to say that our our time at Proud Mary was like, All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But so. I will say about Upper Left, though, uh, yeah, the space is very unique. Mm-hmm. I like the way that it just jives with me that it's just on the corner. It's got this pointed, um, the outdoor seating. I think That's their great. seating was really dialed and clean and awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know, something like I jive with that like triangular shape building. I don't know what it is. Like when yeah. I, every time I walk or drive by, uh... oh gosh, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> My brain turned off. I'm starving, by the way. Um, uh, who just the guys in Bellingham? Nomad? No, right across the street from there. Camber? No, the other way. 
the other way across the street. Black roast, dark black drop, black drop, <laughs> black roast. Oh yeah, so, yeah. That so there, that great. building that they used to be in, yeah. that triangle building. Oh man, I just I don't know yeah. what it is that that aesthetic is just it just vibes with me. I just love it. So um, so yeah, I I I like I like upper left as like you know their their location their building yeah. it's 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 a it's a vibe it's mm-hmm. also a small little roastery to be honest i have no idea how they roast in there it's probably the same size as our roastery yeah no? that's pretty i mean because of the awkward shape probably the awkward shape yeah, yeah square footage and i can't like, really utilize a corner for storing green yeah yeah so yeah. i'm like pretty pretty impressive to pull that off because yeah. uh i think we're a, a, kind of tight on space ourselves so yeah. um but yeah so uh, the other location, I mean, you talked about Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. Friends, if you're if you're a consistent listener of the podcast, you know Proud Mary is always a vibe. Yeah. There's very few times do I have something poor to say about Proud Mary. And most of the times, they've knocked it out of the park so many times with my experiences that one or two bad situations, I'm like, I get it. Like the pastry situation. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> like, well. I get it. You just yeah. recover. You serve another geisha and it's yeah. pink. Okay, yeah. that's it. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just give me the the COE number two and it slaps. Yeah. That's, that's it. Totally fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. When was the last time you were at Proud Mary before this? Uh, well, during the initial kind of lockdowns when we go in oh last year right 2021 right right we did go we went but they were pretty close uh, they're pretty close we sat outside, outside got fantastic service still outside and that it was excellent it was a vibe the, the, it was a mood yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the yeah. coffees i think last time were actually i think better well they had 12 different coffees yeah. and they're oh, all like God. whoosh whoosh i don't <laughs> like, under, i don't understand like, how they do it wild. you have a 12 coffee menu yeah <laughs> on pour overs imagine right. di- all roasted they, by them how do they even dial in 12 pour overs at the beginning of the day oh, they just stay dialed they just stay <laughs> dialed why do you have to redial if you're always dialed no, like tell know. me um yeah, so I thought I thought last 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 year's offerings when we mm-hmm. were there. I mean, there was also like fourteen of them, um, but those those were coffees that were memorable. I actually think think I said that they were probably one of my favorite all time coffees from Proud Mary. Wow, the mm-hmm. last time we went there. But anyways, this time, yeah, it was a great menu. Um, definitely slimmer. They had three different offerings on espresso, yeah. uh, all from PNG Papua New Guinea processed three different ways so they had a washed they had a honey and they had a anaerobic natural um and i got the anaerobic natural espresso which was great uh it's not again it wasn't mind-blowing it was just tasty solid um and then on pour over they had the bernardina right from el salvador is what you got Um, yeah yeah yeah. right and then deja got the yemenia from yemen from kima coffee um, and then I got the Alita Estate, the Panama Gesha, which just, I mean, if you know Alita Estate, I don't, the coffee's going to slap. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's a wonderful coffee. It was roasted yeah. well. It was brewed well. Yeah. Yeah. It the, was excellent. The I think I've, I went there a couple times before our trip, um, during the same trip, mm-hmm. uh, just other mornings. <laughs> I don't know what I was. Oh my gosh, my brain is barely functioning. Um, was there a couple of times, and I got the other pour over options. Uh-huh. Uh, and to be honest, out of all of them, the the Panama Geisha was very tasty. 
Yeah. It was just bonkers. The the silkiness, the it was just a classic geisha, but amazing. Yeah. And not all geishas are great, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't fall for the geisha, you know. I I don't know, trickery but, or dece uh deceivement. Um yeah. but this Panama Geisha from Elita State was truly next level. Like I wish I got that instead of the instead of what I got, but I'm just yeah. being picky now. And I selfish. mean <laughs> Yeah, we we had a great lineup and yeah. I think out of all of us had different coffees, we got to sip on one another's. Mm -hmm. Um uh the guest service yeah. was like unreal, like dry oh, smells. Man. I don't know if that's a common thing, but I feel like it is we get like excellent like special service every single time we go and we're not really special and we get it um it's unreal <laughs> like it's so good like yeah the the really the guest service there is truly incredible and all the times that i've went there that trip was truly uh, just immaculate you know mm -hmm. um and yeah the sniffs that they bring out they bring out the coffee ground to you with a small little postcard with all the information mm -hmm. It's just truly like an experience. Like when we talk about a creative coffee experience that's just really energizing, inspiring, that is just it's just cre full of creativity yeah. and inspiration, that's it. Like they do a really great job. And like you said, and I would agree, the only reason why I'd probably go to Texas right now <laughs> is probably to go to their second location, which yeah. I don't know if they've opened yet, but they're soon going yeah. to be there. But yeah. Yeah. And definitely my favorite drink at proud mary was the baby chino that was unreal. oh god that was, that was incredible <laughs> rain oh. downed that thing that yeah. was incredible i haven't seen drink presentation to that level it was yes. the baby chino and was incredible the satisfaction on rain's face was yeah. 11 out of 10 yeah. I, she just she just so, she knew exactly what to do with it and just yeah. all in the face and yeah it, it was, was excellent but um that being said uh we went to a couple other caf uh, cafes and whatnot, but there was one unfortunate experience for you, Sergi. Uh, we're not going to yeah. dwell a little too much after on that yeah. because, you know, it's coming right after Proud Mary. It's a hard, mm -hmm. a high bar to, to, you know, live up against. But uh, <sighs> I don't know if I'll ever return oh, to the cafe again. Um, do I <laughs> even have to drop the name? If you follow me on Instagram... I've got way too many DMs in response to my little post. Um, it was a hot take. It was, it was a hot take. It, I mean, my, but it wasn't super hot. It was basically a pour-over temp kind of take uh, because it, I mean, okay. Basically what happened is I just did not like my service and it spoiled the whole experience. And the reason I didn't like my service was because I, standing at host, next to a barista who did not welcome me one. Um, I don't know if they were just overwhelmed by seeing like there was more than two people in the shop. Maybe that was a problem. Maybe it's a kind of a two person shop kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't think it was busy. It wasn't yeah. even busy. Maybe there was a few people but, coming I up. I mean, the six of us went and walked in I mean, there. yes, we were in a so group of six. Maybe it, that was intimidating. Was yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but... I did not, I was not greeted. I mean, even the person who was making drinks did not make eye contact with me, which is, I'm being picky here. I get it, but it means a lot to me. Um, on top of that, when I tried to order, um, there was so much confusion. One, did you see a menu? Did they have menus there? Did I miss a menu? I didn't even see a menu. 
Um, and everything started with the fact that I asked for what kind of espresso are y'all serving? And I don't even know if I even got an answer and maybe that like frazzled them. Anyway, I walked away feeling completely discouraged. stupid discouraged and i'm like i will never ask you another question about coffee i'm a pelican i don't know what i'm talking about like just give me a freaking 16 ounce latte and i'll leave Um, (laughs) but i just got an espresso and then tasted the espresso and i was like no bueno bye oh gosh you know i i'm a little bit more optimistic about this situation and i i want to give the benefit of the doubt because, you know, as a barista, there are many things. Whether For you sure. get intimidated with six people walking in, you woke up on the wrong side of the ba- bed, you know, you tripped over your cat on the way out and got a bloody nose. <laughs> like, like the, the you know, you anything. Like your car didn't start in the morning, so you had a bike to work. I don't know, you know. But what I, what I was kind of just raking my brain about that situation was, to what extent can you give grace to bad a bad customer mm. experience? You know, like I try to always once again be optimistic. Like, hey, we're people, we have complicated lives, complex lives. It's gonna be hard some days to show up to work. I get that. I understand mm-hmm. that. But to what extent, especially for working directly with people, to what extent can you just not give them a great experience? You know, like there's got to be a little bit of under understanding from both sides. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, you're a human being, you have a difficult life and you may not have wanted to show up to work. But then I hope that you can understand like, hey, I have some some weird things going on in my life, but this person has nothing to do with my life. Yeah. And I need to serve them because they're here and they're showing yeah. up, you know, like totally. to what extent can you you know, let bad customer service pass by you, Yeah, you know, and in some ways that's, it's acceptable that, in some one. ways it's yeah. not. And that, and that's kind of, yeah. that's, that's kind of rough. But I also think that bad customer service is bad customer service. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. And uh, to be honest, I actually would take a subpar coffee with amazing yes. mm-hmm. customer service than spectacular coffee with really bad customer service. Yeah. Yeah, and there's two, I think, key elements to good customer service. And don't want to make a podcast. Of it. We've talked about this way too many times. This right, is not right, the right. The right episode for it. But again, like welcoming is just key. Like, please tell me that you want me to be here and not just me get my coffee and get out of there. Right, right. Like, there's something important about welcoming. Just, right. I mean, I mean, a smile. Hey, how's your day going? Like, I, I, I know I work in guest service and I know those questions are sometimes simply, um, almost like a script. You're just saying, Hey, how's it going? Right. But you may not, but the fact that you said, Hey, how's it going is more than what can I get you? Yeah. You know, there's a different attitude and it's not really, it's not about like a lot of the time it's not about what you say. It's how you say it. And there, there, you can say very difficult things with a good attitude Right. And it's not as like, you know, it's disarming. It's just a much better experience. Uh, yeah. But anyway, like, I guess that was my bad experience. And then the 20 other people that DM'd me and said they had the same bad experience. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just tough. But anyways, Sergio was really bummed the rest of the yeah. day. I was like, 
That's why I was like, hey, can we just go to upper left? Maybe it'll cover up the that was fun. The poor experience. Yeah. So yeah. Um that being said, you know, we didn't just go to cafes. We grabbed some mirror beans, some bins, and uh I was shocked. Sergi went on a hike with rain on his back. Yeah. Inside rain was sitting inside of a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> that you had on your shoulders. It's not literally a backpack. She wasn't like stuffed in there, but it's like a baby like carry. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, it's like an Osprey uh, framed pack for yeah, children. It's like a backpacking backpack for yeah. children to sit in there. Um, and I was surprised Sergi just lugged up that the hill and the mountain was leading the pack almost. And <laughs> it was a, it was a powerful experience with some yeah. tasty Columbian river gorge yeah. views. And uh, of course, like always we bring the coffee set up. And had to, and the question is, Serge, why would you brew coffee? Yeah, after you've been hiking for six miles, you're exhausted, you're tired, you should have just gotten a coffee to go when you were, you know, before the hike. Why bring the why bring the the stuff? I mean, just for the sake of brewing. Brewing in the wilderness is fun. Um, there's nothing like firing up the jet boil. Uh, well, usually I bring my kettle, but I was already carrying a lot of weight. I didn't bring my kettle. Uh, but getting the little camp stove burner that's foldable. Ah, it's just exciting. There's so much excitement behind I, the process. Um, I mean, if you watch a little vi- real video that you posted on our IG. Right, right, right. Um uh, it just like I mean the stir in my mouth, like on one it's knee. Raw. Like ah, there's I don't know the whole vibe. It's it's not about even drinking the coffee, and it's the coffee always tastes yeah. good in the wilderness. I mean, <laughs> we missed fishing season this year. Oh, that's the that, other place that we oh, brew coffee geez. right on the dock on the water. That, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, but you know, it's a, there's something about the atmosphere. Yes, the beverage is great, but um, packing all the gear together, the whole process is is quite phenomenal. Grinding with a freaking comandante, yeah. getting some, getting a tasty brew going and. It's yeah, it's such a, it's just such a solid experience. If you have never brewed coffee outdoors, please you maybe not go on a hike and then try to brew it, but really go to a local park, literally pull over, go to you know, go sit behind one of those picnic tables, brew mm-hmm. up a coffee outside and enjoy it. It's it's like a complete different experience, you know. You want to go extreme, grab your flare, go out there, pull yes, some shots. That's, that's the next step is like, yep. we want to take a flare up into the mountains and brew stuff outside and outdoors. Um, but that being said, I'm reminded of the time we almost died on chain lake trails. <laughs> uh, that was crazy. But the that morning brew during sunrise. Yep. Oh, man. After two hours of sleep or any hours of sleep, yep. frozen and just barely pushing the aeropress down and seeing the sunrise behind the mountains it's just immaculate like everything like a hard 10 out of 10 that's it i think next time i should bring some milk throw it in your jet boil and get a little aeropress and just steam up some milk transfer into i was gonna say yeah man powerful experiences possible in the wilderness i mean <laughs> there's so much possibilities what do you do we just need to hit up uh we need to hit up tanner and see if he can uh, spread oh, yeah. some of the flare magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Tanner's brewing yeah. the flare on like Grand Tetons in exactly. last video. I was like, yes, yes. Come on. this is so yeah. good. Yeah, it was powerful. But uh, yeah, it's just such a good experience. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. But um, and then lastly, uh, 
we're in town and the Cup of Excellence and Onyx were hosting a tasting event, which was extraordinary. Sergi, fill the folks in on what just happened. Complete surprise. Uh, had no idea you sent me that Instagram story and literally, um, after watching the story, went and secured and reserved a spot. Um, it was so, it was basically like uh, the Viatoro family from Guatemala, Roden, his dad, and his brother, right? What was his brother's name? His cousin. His cousin um, came together to present some of the coffees that were nominated for the Cup of Excellence, who placed that place really high. Um, Edwin was there, Edwin Martinez, who was previously was on been on the podcast, um, also the founder and owner of Onyx Coffee. And um, the producer of coffees from Finca Vista Hermosa. Um, some of his coffees were on the table, tasted unreal, beautiful, tasty. I think Geshe's, right? What is it? I think so. Something like that. Something yeah. tasty. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was the whole experience was so small and intimate. I expected a bigger turnout, so I thought yeah. we would be lost in the crowd. Yeah, but we weren't. Um, we sniffed coffees next to yeah. uh, the man, the myth. Um, the dad via Toro, yeah. uh, Arielo, Arielo. Yeah. yeah. Um, sniffed some coffees right next to him. Uh, the funny thing, one of my highlights is we tried to talk to him in Spanish, uh, said a couple of sentences as if we could speak. She Spanish. almost thought it. He like, almost believed him. it. We got he, him. We got him. <laughs> uh, he went in on the convo and started sharing things that we had no idea what he was saying. Cause we actually don't speak. I don't speak Spanish good enough to be able to hold yeah. a proper conversation with the man, the myth. Um, but then we had a great time with Rodin. He spent, spoke a great English and just shared about things at the farm level that, uh, were sobering were yeah. um, eye opening, but, the whole idea of when you hear this directly from a producer's mouth, from a farmer, um, it just hits different. For sure. I think that was extremely memorable. Like to be able to cup like world renowned coffees right next to a family that has placed like over 20 times in the cup of excellence in Guatemala mm -hmm. is unreal. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else even felt that way there, but I was like, Dude, this is such an honor. Like these are legendary people who are crushing the game, who have literally our generational passing down this craft that make tasty coffees happen. Yeah. Was just so honoring and humbling. And the fact that like you'd wrote in and the guys were like, dude, you guys are the two brothers. Yeah. I was like, what? Surreal. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? How do you know me? <laughs> you yeah. know, and it was those moments are like really what we've always like the reason why we started this all this mm -hmm. whole thing is like fostering relationships like that and yeah like the stuff that rodin was telling us from the farm level from the farm level it's completely different hearing it from the producer himself than reading it on an, in an article yeah. in a blog post on an instagram carousel like mm -hmm. it's like okay great but when you're talking to the people right there right in front of you who are actually giving you insights into stuff I've actually never heard ever from any blog post from anything when he was telling stuff like you know some of the some of the like incentives that like co the Colombian government was giving to farmers and how the government in Guatemala was you know a little different that made it a little more challenging for them stuff like that I'm like wow I didn't even know yeah and 
you know, like just like a lot of those things where um, we talked about processing and um, she shared some insights about what what they were doing and that some of the practices uh, around there and just it was just so insightful. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things that he said was he talked about storytelling and that literally blew my socks off because it felt like this divine supernatural moment where he literally said like, hey, I actually wish that the people drinking the coffee would know more of what's going on at the farm level and be able to see and experience that. Yeah. And I'm literally holding my camera in my, in my hand and I'm like, Rodin, this camera that I'm holding in my hand, this is the goal that we want to accomplish Yeah, is literally, we want to tell those stories in a very beautiful, cinematic, incredible way mm-hmm. and bring that to the coffee drinker. Who's literally drinking these coffees from this exact farmer and, you know, producer that was yeah, mind that was, shattering. That was iconic. Uh, just and to feel the chemistry and like the syncretism between yeah. his passion and our, our vision, like it just went together so well. And that was super encouraging to know that a farmer and a producer finds value in storytelling in the same way we as a roaster and coffee consumers yes. find value in that. So that that was like very energizing. That 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 was awesome. I. Yeah. I I'm stoked on. It. I can't wait to be at the farm uh, with Rodin with the Viatoro family. Yeah. Be, yeah, and I mean, yeah, that was just surreal to be drinking those. Like those coffees were unreal mm-hmm. for some of the best uh, Guatemalan coffees I've had ever in my life. Yeah. Right there, right on the table, right in front of me with these producers, and um, yeah, and stuff like I mean, he was just so relatable, relational, and the mm-hmm. fact that he was like, dude we would love to work on stuff specifically for Mir. I was like, yeah. it was best, awesome. You best believe it. And I, from that day, I was like, I hit up Onyx and was like, Hey, Maddie, we need, we need a coffee from the Via Toros. Yeah. And she's like, we got you. <laughs> so we got some samples coming our way. So hopefully we'll have a coffee specifically yeah. from them soon. And we, we have served coffees from them. So yeah. this is yeah. possibly going to be our second harvest from yeah. their family. So stoked on building that relationship as well as our relationship with Jorge Mendez. That one's been going on. So So good. Yeah. A a lot of these connections, just big thanks to Onyx coffee. Again, uh, if you're a roaster who's listening to the pod and you need quality source, just unbelievably like excellent coffees from Guatemala, go check out Onyx with excellent customer service, with excellent story, with sustainability, ethical every just everything across the board really solid people go go yeah go source some guatemalans from onyx yeah. but it was a packed weekend there's so much more that we could say but it was just a really solid weekend that i really enjoyed um and yeah any last words Serge? i'm stoked it happened it flew by in a flash and now we're back at it roasting up some more recording some more pods and reflecting what's good that's excellent (laughs) folks well we'll just wrap it up with that sergi said the line and we'll see you guys on another episode of the coffee roaster warm-up sessions we'll see y'all later peace